You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. My name is Lucas Smith, the St. Louis Cardinals mega fan. Today is Thursday. November the 12th. Thanks for tuning in today and any day that you listen on Locked On Cardinals podcast and wherever you get your podcast. If you're on Apple, please be sure to subscribe and rate the podcast on iTunes or email me what you think, LockedOnCards at gmail.com. Follow the show on Twitter, LO underscore cards. That's also the Instagram handle. And follow me on Twitter at LJ Fastball. We had the Cy Young Award winners announced yesterday. So I will definitely be talking about that um, with Trevor Bauer and Shane Bieber taking home that award, and as, as I did with Managers of the Year and uh, Rookies of the Year, I will take a look at past Cardinal winners. And there's only been two winners, but three different years. But we'll talk about all that today. But I do want to talk about a tweet by John Heyman uh, that came out to, uh, earlier today, uh, which was that. Future Hall of Famer, this is a quote from him, uh, has received calls with interest from both the Yankees and Mets, plus three or four teams, other teams in addition to Cardinals. St. Louis is likely favorite, uh, seeks a two-year deal. So that means, you know, Yankees, Mets, plus could be conservative, say three, that's five, and Cardinals is six teams uh, shopping the interest of Yadier Molina, and Molina seems to be open to that move. Uh, I, you know, I've said it countless times. I think every, everybody thinks this way, but if the Cardinals get rid of Molina, they're going to have to uh, pay the price in terms of fans. <laughs> you know, I mean, you know, I don't know if it, if it means decreased attendance or de- decreased interaction or, or decreased watching, but Cardinal fans will not be happy if the Cardinals let Molina go. He is the heart and soul of this team. He means so much more to the city than anybody will ever know. This franchise he's invested into you know, 16 years of it. But I just, I don't know if the Cardinals are going to be willing to give him two years. I think that's a lot to give a 38-year-old catcher that's been around the league as long as he has, who, you know, as good as he has been and as as consistent as he has been, has shown some signs of regression over the last couple years. But even with that regression in offense and a little bit on the defensive side of things, you know, I I literally can't tell you how much he really means to this pitching staff. We'll we'll, we'll trick the size even. This, This pitching staff pitching staff, excuse me, relies so much on Molina. His catcher's ERA uh, over his career is ridiculous. He's he's an incredible player. He, he has incredible relationships with these guys. He's formed relationships with these guys such as, you know, Wainwright, Flaherty, um, and, you know, other guys. Reyes, he's been a big part of. Carlos Martinez, he's, he's handled very well. You know, and it, it, it's going to be extremely difficult whenever the Cardinals do move on. And I just don't think that Yadi's Yadi might be ready if he gets a better offer, but I just don't know if the Cardinal fans are ready to move on, and I don't know if the I don't think the Cardinals should move on. If any other team, especially I mean, if he goes to a team like the Yankees, that would just be so painful because I just can't stand the Yankees. And if the Cardinals got him, that would be just devastating to me. That'd be awful. I'm so hoping that doesn't happen. Mets are rumored. I think they're just they're in the. Um, they're in the market for a catcher. JT Romuto has been a, a target for them, Rubert. Um, so that might just be for that reason. But, man, if, if Yachty goes to, to any other team with the Cardinals, it would be absolutely heartbreaking. So I just want to talk about that and kind of share again my thoughts on that. But, but yeah, so look, looking to the signing order, Trevor Bauer of the Reds and Shane Bieber of the Indians both got it. 
well-deserved. Uh, Bieber was um, unanimous, which was, you know, pretty clear when you when you mean when you just look at his 2020 stats he, he led the league in wins winning percentage era strikeouts era plus field and independent pitching which was a microscopic 2.07 lowest hits per nine highest strikeouts per nine just re- remarkable year struck 122 men in 77 in the third innings 12 games all of them starts you know he's coming off a remarkable year in which he finished fourth in the Cy Young voting real low homers per nine of 0.8 walks per nine 2.4 which are really low so that, that was remarkable. When, when you look at Bauer, he also led the league in a lot of categories. Uh, his league. Uh, this is his only uh, his only other Shining Award finish was back in 2018. Really his only other dominant year. Every other year he's had an ERA north of four. Uh, but in 2018, 2.21 ERA, led the league in FIP and homers per nine. He finished sixth that year. This year he finishes first with leading the league in ERA and in, in, in complete games and and ERA plus and, and whip and, and hits per nine. So two just absolutely dominant players. And both these guys have different situations. Shane Bieber is is going to stay put for a little bit. But but Trevor Bauer is going into a contract year, and that is huge for him. That is absolutely huge um, that, that he's able to win this, that he's going to win himself. He, he was going to get a lot of money anyways, but this Cy Young Award win guarantees a substantial amount of money. And I... You know, it's it's good for him. I think that he he's very vocal. He's good for the game. Uh, but there's a lot of, a lot of locations for him to go. Yankees, Reds, Padres, uh, the Mets have have looked into interest. But I really think that he he'll be he'll be either in San Diego, uh, or or New York. I, I I he just really I think San Diego is more his style. But that'd be an electric team. If Bauer got to go to San Diego, you put you put him on a team with with Rosenthal, with Tatis, with Machado, with Alec Clevenger. With with Chris Paddock would be a pretty good starting rotation, and you know j- just his vocal vibe, I really think fits San Diego well. So I really think that Trevor Bauer will be a Padre next year. Yeah, you know, long way long way off, and I don't think he stays a Red. Uh, but I think the Padres and Mets have, have the best chance of, of getting, it, especially with the Mets' new ownership. But if 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 I'm guessing, I, I would I would be happy to see Bauer in a Padres uniform in 2021. Um, and then f- for Bieber, it was just continued dominance for him, really. You know, l- like I said, last year he had, a, he had a pretty good year. You could see flashes of this and put it all together this year for that for that Cy Young. And when you look at the voting, it, it was, like I said, unanimous first-place votes um, for Shane Bieber. Kenta Maeda finished second. Hunjin Ryu finished third. Uh, former Cardinal Lance Lynn finished uh, uh, with, with 22 points. Uh, sixth place for him, G. Lito, with the great first name of Lucas, finished just behind him with 18 points. Uh, so, you know, Lance Lynn w- was impressive. No Cardinals uh, received any Cy Young Award votes. A um, couple of Central NL Central candidates did, though. Kyle Hendricks did. Zach Gallon, former Cardinal, did as well. Corbin Burns of Milwaukee did uh, 12 points. But the only other players with first place vote, only other player, rather, with, with first place votes, was you Darvish and well deserved for both these guys and I think that Trevor Bauer, uh, you know Bauer and Bieber well deserved and I was not surprised that Bieber was unanimous and I was you know a little surprised that Bauer wasn't unanimous either but congrats to both these guys and you know a, a very incredible year obviously so um, coming up I will be talking about the other two or the other the two Cardinals rather to win the Cy Young Award. And um, they're both pretty obvious, but I was surprised that there's only two. So uh, Cardinal Sanger, we're talking coming up in just a moment.
tomorrow on the show. I will be breaking down the MVP awards as well as any other uh, Cardinal news that pops up. So be sure to tune in for that. And then be back on on Monday. So with the signing award being announced yesterday, I thought it would be privy to look at the past Cardinal winners. And lo and behold, there's only been two. Uh, three times, but only two winners. Bob Gibson won the award in 1968, year of the pitcher. And in 1970, uh, just a couple years later, he was first night. He was he also won the MVP in 1968 and the MVP fourth place in 1970. But let's look at 1968 first. Just how absolutely remarkable this was, okay? One, or excuse me, 22 and nine. Nine losses. There's so many one-run games with a 1.12 earned run average. Led the league in that. Led the league in shutouts with 13. 304 and two-thirds of an innings pitched. 268 strikeouts to lead the league. 258 ERA plus to lead the league. 1.77 fielding independent pitching to lead the league. 0.85 whip to lead the league. 5.8 hits per nine to lead the league. They literally lowered the mound because of 1968 and because really of the year that Bob Gibson had as a 32-year-old I mean, this literally is, and will go down, as one of, if not the best years by a pitcher ever. That is how dominant Bob Gibson was in 1968. The next year, his ERA skyrocketed to 2.18. He still threw 28 complete games. 28! Threw 314 innings in 1969. As a 33-year-old. Can you imagine if somebody threw 33 innings in 2020? That, that, that's literally unheard of. This guy won 251 games. He won 251 games. You know how many complete games he had in his career? 255. He completed more games than he won. That's how dominant he was. That's how lack of much of a lack of run support he got. Bob Gibson is one of the best pitchers of all time. He has pitched one of, if not the best, seasons of all time in 1968. His other Cy Young Award was 1977, or 1970, rather, when he led the league in wins with 23. He won this at 34, so not super young. 294 innings, and he didn't even break 300 that year. Slow year for Bob. <laughs> he struck out 274 men that year. Whip of 1.19. 3.12 ERA, 23 complete games, three shutouts. No, I'm sorry, 20, yeah, 23 and three shutouts. Another absolutely dominant year. And then Cardinals didn't have another signing award winner until the wonderful Cardinal Hall of Famer Chris Carpenter, who finished in the top three in the signing award three times, all as a Cardinal. Once in 2005 when he won, once in 2006, and once in 2009. But in 2005, when he won it, he was 21 and five with a 2.83 ERA, seven complete games, 241 and two thirds of an inning. He struck out 213 men that year. He was eighth in the MVP voting that year as well as a 30 year old in his second year in a Cardinal uniform. But even this, so, Bob Gibson played 17 years, one of the greatest pitchers of all time, 251 wins, 255 uh, complete games. Chris Carpenter, who is also known as you know a typical Cardinal guy. He you know, had some rough, rough years in Toronto before coming over to St. Louis and pitching extremely well. 
but you know, known as a, a gritty guy who, who go tends to go the distance a lot. He had 144 career wins. He had 33 complete games. Bob Gibson nearly had 30 complete games in back-to-back years in 68 and 69 with 28. Just shows you how different the game, how, how much the game has evolved. But he was second in 2009, and arguably Chris Carpenter's 2009 year was better than his 2005 year when he won it. In 2009, he finished second to Tim Linkscombe, a very close race. But he had a 2.24 ERA that year, 192 throws of innings. He had, he had a lower ERA than Linkscombe. He had more wins than Linsicum, less losses than Linsicum, higher ERA plus than Linsicum, yet Linsicum won it. Tim Linsicum also beat out a Cardinal that should have won it, in my opinion, in 2010. Oh, no, I'm sorry. He won it in 2009 when he beat out Carpenter. But in 2010, in my humble opinion, Adam Wainwright should have won it, but the late great Doc Halliday won it instead. It was pretty comparable. That was closer, uh, both 21 seasons uh, but Adam Wainwright, in his prestigious St. Louis Cardinal career, has actually never won a Cy Young Award. He got third in 2009. He got second, like I just mentioned, in 2010. Second in 13, and third in 14. So when you look back at the Cardinal history, you would have thought maybe the Cardinals had more Cy Young Award winners. You have all these great Cardinal pitchers. Uh, you know, you had the, the Bob Gibsons, the Steve Carlsons, who never won one as a Cardinal. You have, you know, John Tudor of, of, of the 80s, uh, and Matt Morris, Adam Wainwright, Chris Carpenter, all these incredible guys that and only three times has a Cardinal won the Cy Young Award. To me, that was a shock when I was researching for this. Bob Gibson in 1968 and 1970, and Chris Carpenter in 2005. That's it. Yet the Cardinals are known for their pitching dominance, but this just goes to show that maybe they don't have necessarily the, the most popular of people in terms of national media attention. They just don't get the votes, which is an interesting point for another time, but in all the great storied Cardinal history, three times have the Cardinal won a Cy Young Award. Not a lot. Uh, but nevertheless, Chris Carpenter won it twice, and Mr. Gibson won it twice. So the MVP award gets tonight. Congratulations to Bieber and Bauer for the Cy Young Award. Uh, my pick for the American League was Jose Abreu. My pick for the National League was Freddie Freeman. And if I get both of them right, I would have gone seven for eight on the award season, and that is pretty darn impressive, if you ask me. But that's all I got today for this Thursday, November 12th episode. Thank you again for listening. Be sure to tune back in tomorrow when I break down the MVP votes. So, that's all I got for today. As always, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening. Stay safe. Stay well. Have a fantastic day.